Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes boring, trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which is just at the mercy of absolutely vapid filmmakers who want to sensationalize every morsel possible. And at the end of the day, hopefully something mildly sweet will come from this for us, for you, for the people involved, for Natalia, for everyone, I guess, except for the Barnett's anyway, the, but the kids, but yes, them, except those people. Anyway, this is the curious case of Nat- Natalia Grace season two, episode five. It's called trauma bond, which also can basically be uh, the, how you can describe Wahama and my relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. We've come together on a lot of things. Um, the trauma really- bond of being in the show together. The trauma yeah. bond. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm being serious right now. Just so you know, we met doing a very intense mm-hmm. play with again a very evil woman at the helm. Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. evil woman. Mm-hmm. Evil woman. And I'm, mm-hmm. I hate to say this because I'm a female, and there are evil men all over the place. God bless. Mm-hmm. In this situation, mm-hmm. it was an evil, evil female, much like a Christine Barnett. Uh, very mm-hmm. different looking. The opposite of looking. Yeah, the like, oh, opposite. The okay, opposite. Sure. But it was very hard for us. And we were like hostages in a, yes. in a certain kind of way. And uh-huh. that's how we became friends. Uh-huh. And so truthfully, if you were a medical professional, you could call it a trauma bond. Okay. Uh-huh. So just- Yes. I walked in to this audition and saw a glowing, colorful light. And I moved towards it. And I haven't really moved away from it since. And that was Chris. Um, she had a champagne. Same- she had a champagne colored car at the time. Oh, I know, I know. We had light, and we would not let uh, the darkness take us. We, yes. uh, you know, we 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 per- we persevered. We uh-huh. persisted, and, and we know what doesn't kill you, make you stronger than yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one You're time, I had song? a sing chain of no, because I was thinking. Yeah. Sorry, in my mind, I was thinking about the one time I had a sing chain of fools, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then that was the. the I, I I stayed there opening night. I think opening weekend, and I left immediately. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, here we are talking about this, this thing. So again, trigger warning for everything possible. And we cannot believe that we got suckered into doing this and we don't even know how we feel. And if there's a season three, we might only do for Patreon if it happens because we feel like so dirty. Okay. That's how we're feeling, but you can be, you can have your own opinion. Um, all right. So where we last picked up was that, uh, well, let me say what's happening now. Where we left off and then we we were picking up. Yeah. That's, those are the words. Mm -hmm. Michael and Natalia obviously had tried to come together in, you know, episode two and have a discourse over their lives together. However, that was derailed by the agents working on behalf of Michael and Natalia. Um, Mm -hmm. God loves. (sighs) Yeah. The two black men in their lives ruined it. Okay. And now they're meeting again without those two black men's. Okay. Not a man's, (laughs) not a lawyer. Okay. Not, no, no bishop, no man's, no lawyer. You know, I'll be honest. The lawyer, I should forget his name. The lawyer, Terrence, Terrence is, and why he's a, I get a, a brilliant lawyer. He seems like the only rational one when he talks. Like when he talks, you're like, okay, it feels like I at least feel like the A to B is happening. But 
Not necessarily because I know you won't say the things that are also bad for you to say because you're incredibly biased because you are, in fact, what a good lawyer. I mean, the man's a great lawyer. I mean, Michael having this man in his life is like crazy. I mean, like if Michael, Michael somehow has floated from one, one strong person to take care of him to another strong person. I mean, because you know that when he was with Christine, she did everything and she ran the ship and she said it pretty much mine, mine, everything. I did everything. It's all hers because, you know, he's, he's the dumbest. All he did is like drive around in his dumbass car anyway. So as we say this, they had gotten in their like verbal fisticuffs. They're, you know, they're, they're ambassadors if they're well, they're, they're representatives. And then everything went to shit. And then we had like a very like Natalia being like, I just want the truth. And Michael being like, I tried, I tried. And everything is very intense. And I hate this docuseries, but here you are again. He pulls up for round two in a white two seater with like nineties kind of, uh, rock, like an alternative rock kind of vibe, like, you know, very like he's stuck in a certain situation. It's probably his best time ever. Um, and we, yeah, we get footage of Michael from season one, the one where he threatens to break um, the laptop. Yeah. And why we have that footage, it was unnecessary. It didn't add any layers to this scene. It's just like they just want to continuously confuse us. We get Beth, the legal analyst who's now narrating. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Terrence in the scene. He doesn't find Natalia to be an, uh, an angel. Mm-hmm. He says that everywhere she has been, there has been drama and damage. Now, Terrence is a demon. Uh, we can say that he's a good lawyer, but he's actually a shitty person because he knows that she was reaged, And he is pushing this narrative that she is somehow the problem when she is eight, nine years old, when all of this, she's the problem shit is problem is, is happening. And so sh- to me, he is also part of the, she's fast. She's walking around switching her hips. And so She's part of the issue. And so she needs to take responsibility for everything she did as an eight-year-old. And I don't like it. He's disappointing black man. I mean, so is Mans, the Bishop Mans. But there, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's very disappointing to me. It's it's very sad. Because he he's not even saying it with any like room for error. He is putting his full force of his opinion behind everything that he's saying. Like he's he's not saying it seems that. Natalia might be the issue here. I'm not saying that I know everything that happened in Natalia's life, but the evidence would point towards that Natalia has to have some culpability in this. He is saying, no, Natalia is a demon. She's roaming around this earth causing fires. Like he's saying it explicitly as though it is fact. And it's not fact. The weird thing is that coincidentally, he's like verbatim almost saying what Christine said recently. Yes. Even though they should be at odds from each other because Michael and Christine are at odds. But yeah, Michael, Michael, obvious. Okay. So anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's weird because Michael doesn't necessarily feel the way about Natalia that the lawyer does. So it's weird. So Michael wants some kind of, he, he wants to be released from his guilt. Yes. And the only way that he could be released from this guilt is by having Natalia's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Which means that he's fucking done something wrong. Guys, if he didn't do anything wrong, he would not give a shit about what Natalia would be feeling right now. Mm-hmm. So let's just acknowledge that. Okay. So 
Now we all realize that that Michael has triggers, and so they've come up with some rules. The lawyers aren't gonna the lawyers are gonna be there, but there are certain the things that not gonna be there. Yeah. Michael's yeah. not gonna talk about, and we um, know that he's very you know dramatic or passionate, and he has you know some boundaries. So, but they both want to talk to each other. She has to be careful with him. So Michael pulls up um, with in his two seater with his cat backwards, loud music, um, with the drop top down, and he walks into the doorway, and we have a very cinematic choice of with the front door open, letting all mm-hmm. the flies in. All the flies are just in this home. Vampires, honey, you're letting I mean, a lot of people yeah, in bad energy. The, you're going to sage yeah. this whole fun. I mean... And so we got the camera shooting, um, uh, recording and watching him as he walks up the steps and in through the front door. And then he sits down next to Natalia and he's like, Oi, they. So where were we? It's literally been a month. And he's like, Where were we? And she's like, uh, He's like, Where do you want to start? And she's like, uh, Well, I'll let you start. And again, he's talking to her like she's on equal footing to him, like she's this 33 year old person that he's pretending she is when she is, in fact, 19. And still this person that he allowed to be abused is culpable in her abuse. And he's like, you know, the movie Monsters, Inc. Ugh. She's like, and yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> he's like, we have the same monster. Um, and we didn't know it. Uh, so he, she, she's like, well, what did you know? And he's like, I know a little. Um, I didn't know a lot. And I frankly, I would rather not know such horrible things in the world. And I said, you don't get a choice to not know such horrible things in the world. That's not fair. It's not, it's not adequate. It's not, it doesn't stand up. Um, And so he's like, the only chance we have in this world is for everyone to just stand up and say the things that she did to us at the same time. And I have such issue with this because again, you do not get to ask this person who was under the control of adults to stand on the same stage as you. You were a fully adult and you praised her demise as it was happening publicly. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you don't get to ask this of her. She asks about the age and Michael literally turns to everybody and he's like, I will not talk about this. I thought this was, um, we discussed that we weren't going to talk about the age because he fucking knows. It's quite a shift. It was the biggest shit. You you really saw him drop the whole fucking act. I mean, you know, like every of this, it was her, it was her. That's the moment when he's threatened in such a way. I was, she, mm-hmm. I was, she knew what she was doing. She knew that you couldn't talk about it. I'm glad she did. And, you know, like they've yeah. all had a lot of legal training mm-hmm. and they all know they're doing this docuseries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's disgusting. Like I, I mean, he, he, I mean, I can't believe I have to keep talking about this person and I can't believe if I go back in season one, if we just took the minutes of me hating this person so much, if we all put it together, how much, how many minutes it would be because I, I, I cannot believe this person exists and I can't believe that he is seemingly getting away with it. But there's a lot of people getting away with a lot of shit. Like I want to go back to that doctor and he has to be in the stand, everything. Yeah. So um, yes, th- it's a lot of, um, yeah, he, she's a lot so, of her trying to get to the bottom of things and being like, "Why did you adopt me?" Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember uh, meeting my family before? And then here is where 
he and her, there's a lot of little like moments you can see that he's holding on to something. So she wants to be like, oh yeah, you totally did meet the people that uh, I was with before because I remember them coming in the room. And he's like, no, never met them, never saw them, never saw them, don't even know who they are. Greg and, you know, I forgot their names, but it's very interesting because later on he's like, yeah, they came in, but I didn't meet them. And it's like, yeah, they came in the room. She knows. She saw this moment happen. And there's no way that people just went like this, like, careful in that room. Bye. You know, like, there's no way. Like, adults came in the room. They were like, hi, hi. Okay, Natalia. You know, or whatever. Like, obviously that happened. I don't mm-hmm. know. Go on, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just doing this por- portion because I took a lot of notes that don't have context. And so I'm trying to give you the context. So, <laughs> so, um, so she asks, why didn't you give me back if you didn't want to? And then he's like, right on the screen, allegedly, allegedly, because this is alleged. Allegedly, Christine did not want to give Natalia back because it would look bad on her. Now, Michael has already told us in this episode that he doesn't even call Christine by her name, that him and his friends call her evil or sometime the Wicked Witch of the South. And that made Natalia laugh. So in this instance he's really working on getting natalia on his side like getting natalia to understand that he was in this with her as well and it seems to work on her which annoys me but i'm not in her place so i don't you know i can't really judge it um and she he says that christine saw herself as oprah for autistic kids which is so wild because like literally no one's ever heard of christine i mean maybe not no one maybe she was a big to do in the autism world uh but there now there's like footage of michael now we go back to natalia asks why did you guys take me out of school And he says, it's because Christine said that you were hitting children with your uh, wheelchair and that you were a danger to the other kids and that she was constantly getting calls every day at Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. stating that you were doing something at school. And she's like, that never happened. And he's like, well, I can't I neither I can neither confirm or deny these allegations, basically. Mm -hmm. And so then we've got footage of him saying that and even more in that deposition that we talked about last episode. So Mm -hmm. he's saying like all of this stuff and that he actually knew for a fact that it was happening. So in front Mm -hmm. of Natalia, he's saying like, well, I don't know. It's all coming from Christine in the deposition. He's saying that he did know that Mm -hmm. he was part of parent teacher conferences in which Mm -hmm. teachers told him and Mm -hmm. Christine in a room that she was a danger. Then we've got, footage and voice voice um recordings from the detective uh who we see every once in a while when he did his uh investigation where the principal and a teacher was like no she was an angel she was great we loved being having Mm -hmm. her in school with us like i don't we don't know why the barnett's took her out so we've caught michael now in a lie twice Mm-hmm. So he can't even be honest with Natalia about that because he's trying to distance himself from the games that him and the, him, not the games, the, uh, you know, the three pronged attack that him and Christine were in cahoots about when it came to discrediting their seven year old adopted daughter, disabled adopted daughter. It's interesting because if you were ever in a situation where you kept getting asked a question on film, you think you would have remembered how you answered it. 
knowing that later on in life, if you answer a completely fucking different answer, that it probably looks crazy and you would have to give some sort of like explanation on why there was a discrepancy so wild between the two fucking answers. He never does. He says, I didn't know to Natalia as if we have never fucking seen footage that it would never exist because he had never said that. And it's like this grown ass man knows that he has been through multiple proceedings and put on camera, asked this very fucking question. So it's like, that's another thing where you're just, I mean, it's hard because Michael Barnett is so obviously mentally insane and or on drugs. And I just don't know exactly because I'm not a doctor where one ends and one begins. And I mean, you know, I don't know. You could tell me meth and you could tell me narcissistic histrionic personality disorder. I mean, I'd be like, yes and no. Yeah. All, all of it. D all of the above, you know, Mm -hmm. like things we can't even imagine, you know? And so Mm -hmm. having said that, like, it's, it it is crazy to see him go back and forth. Now, what's also annoying is that every time there is like, a teacher that's like, no, that didn't happen or whatever. You're going to, there's also weird things that are like, well, she did, she is schizophrenic or, you know, she did do this or it's like, there's never going to be a pure side either way. Now, Natalia is a victim less than a, a, vil, a villain at the end of this because of her age and the trauma that she did. But what is Unfortunate is that even victims can hurt people if she is for some reason so traumatized that in her social cues are make it unhard or make it difficult for her to have normal relationships for the rest of her life. Where that is and how that comes across, because we could all say the word toxic, like toxic people in all of our lives, we could say probably have been weirdly traumatized that have like brought upon them a fucked up way they interact with people specifically in a healthy, respectful way. We could say that. So mm-hmm. it's no one is pure. I mean, it yeah. st- seems to me that no one's purely evil. No one's purely good. Obviously there's like serial killers on like, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want any of them to get near me, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a fucked up thing. Having said all of that, I'll give it back to you. No, I think you're right. Because I think in, in certain lights, like I could be toxic to people. I think that, Definitely. So I. Yeah, I think definitely Christine, bad person. Farah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Barnett doesn't, she's wild. Right, right, right. You know? Um, yes. But it's, it's, uh, so, so then we go. So then again, the producer. Legal analyst, the legal analyst to someone that legal analyst walks around and they're like, that fucking person's toxic. Yeah, you know? They like, fucking hate her. Yeah. So yeah. she's, she is like roaming around the office, wreaking havoc on some poor intern or some poor yes. person that like can't do it, like sees her and quakes in their boots. Probably okay. right now. No. She's famous right now. I bet right now she's a fucking bitch. I mean, she is, is raining terror, terror, terror on someone Honey, in her, in her Miranda office. from yeah. like Devil Wars Prada. She has a daughter who is stressed out, you know, now yeah. we move to Genesis. For some reason, they decide to interview one of the unblurred faces of a man, man's child. So man's being the last name of Cynthia and Bishop uh, and Antoine man's children. That person's name is uh, Genesis. Now we don't know if they've interviewed more man's um, we don't understand why they chose this because they do want to show Natalie and Natalia in a bad light. 
they, they haven't decided which they haven't decided if they're neutral or if they're just presenting all the facts because they're not neutral. They're doing some weird uh, uh, mixture of all of it. So anyways, they decide to show that at 10 years old, when she's living, go ahead. Sorry. I think their utmost objective is not the truth. Their utmost objective is to make people be like, what? What the fuck? And just be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Not know what to grab onto. Their only want is to make people feel confused and sensationalized. And, and it's like, that's why this, I don't respect it. It doesn't feel respectable. It doesn't feel riveting. It doesn't feel cutting edge. It just feels confusing to me. So they get one of the Manzas children after the last scene we've seen in the Manzas children is all of them running in and hugging and kissing her. Now we see this scene where the girl is like, I don't want to say TV. I'm at my mic on. I'm sorry about it. Guess what? No, don't tell anyone. I don't say it. I don't want to say it. Okay. She bit me when I was a baby. But don't tell her I said it. <laughs> so then they launch into a little detail that Natalia bit this child and then Natalia was taken out of the home and sent to the hospital. And on the record, it said that they called the Manzas 14 times and the Manzas said that she was no longer welcomed in their home. Now where the storytelling is bad from these producers is that they don't ever explain to us how Natalia is back in their home. All of a sudden, the only thing that we get, is Cynthia Mann saying that she never said that, that she assumes that Christine must have called the hospital because somehow Christine from Canada, or maybe she'd come back to the States by then, somehow Christine knew that Natalia was in the hospital and then called the hospital and maybe told them some shenanigans. Yeah. Maybe she pretended to be Cynthia Mann's, maybe, maybe legally because Natalia was still... a underneath the Barnett's um, not control, but maybe underneath their legally, their guardianship. Yeah. Guardianship that they had to call them when she (laughs) went into the hospital for, or under custody. It's not clear why Natalia went into the hospital. I mean, it makes sense that the bitten child would have gone, gone to the hospital. It does. It's not clear how hurt the child was. If she needed stitches, if there was blood, it's not, it's not clear. None of that is clear. It's not so. It's, it feels unnecessary to tell a story half-assed, and which is exactly mm-hmm. what they did. They don't explain how Cynthia got Natalia back. They don't explain whatever, but the, it just mm-hmm. says that that's what happened. Somehow Natalia gets back into the home, and it's fine. And Genesis is in the, is in the home as well. We also don't know how old Genesis was, um, but Natalia was ten. It says. And then we see a picture, we see like a, a grainy video of Natalia with a baby Genesis mm-hmm. calling her a mm-hmm. butthead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just unclear and weird. Yes, it um, is. So, yeah. Um, they talk about, uh, then they go to, we talk about the Chaconis a little more and then the confusion between that. And I mean, they sit down a cup of water in front of Michael and that water must have been his lifeline. I mean, it must have been the fountain of youth. The way that Michael was guzzling down water, it must have been the most refreshing water of his entire life. 
Yeah. It was he just was, like BG or what are those soft ones? Bo- oh, the I don't know, Boss, honey, Aqualine. Was in a regular ass tumbler and he was a guzzling. Just yeah. so his throat was parched yeah. from all the lies he was telling. <laughs> he's so fucking me. Or God bless, he's on stuff. But yeah. So basically, she's like, Do you remember putting a lock on my door? Yes. And he was like, That was the doctor oh. told us to do it. The doctor told us to do it. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, so she, now we get this diagnosis that's basically that she has this attachment disorder that can happen to orphans where they, you know, because of the trauma of having been orphaned, have a hard time trusting and re- in whatever attaching. it is, like attaching to people because of this. And so, one of the doctors, you know, said that she had this and she agrees and she's like, yeah, of course I fucking had it or whatever. And so basically then Michael Burnett's like, this doctor said the course of action was a boot camp like situation where you had to be told what's good, what's what's bad. You know, you, you get things and you don't. And then Christina took this and went full fucking throttle. I mean, she went, you know, hog wild on this thing. So like, it's like, he still in this moment wants to give Christine the excuse of her militantly intense behavior on whatever quack doctor that said whatever. Like I can't imagine a doctor being like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Your orphan child is having a problem trusting you and attaching to you. You know what I think you should do with the best course of action is make their fucking life a goddamn miserable hell. Then they'll love you. I mean, there's no way. Where's that doctor, Michael? Where's that doctor? I mean, honestly, get him out and then be like, really? You fucking said this, Michael? Do you hear? Is that what you said to this person? I mean, get all the doctors out. I mean, truly. Okay. So basically, then we are also go back to the trauma that Natalia had to suffer under the hands of not only Christine, but Christine inflicting trauma from the sons. You know, like most notably, we get a horrible callback to Jacob in the first season when Jacob off camera talks about the fact that he doesn't want to talk about kicking her down the stairs, but there was hot mic situations. We know the hot mic trick. It is a docu-series Jaggernaut. It's like what made the jinx, the jinx, by the way, the jinx is coming back with a brand new season. And you're like, what the fuck's going to happen? Anyway, that's a different time or place, but like, we know, we know this. So the hot mic thing happens and now we're here. So um, never, Michael's like, just so you know, jinx. You never watch the drinks? Mm, maybe to be a good Patreon exclusive. Maybe. Ooh. Hey, 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 now. So, um, but basically, then, you know, he's like, Jacob feels really bad about that. You know, I, you know, I just want you to also know how bad he feels, you know, about all of that. And he's very, very sorry. Wait and then. Did you know that when we first heard that hot mic in season one, that it was Jacob who kicked her down the stairs? I yes. thought it was Christine. Oh, I didn't know it was Jacob. I thought that they were protecting mm. Christine, kicking her mm. down the stairs because of legal reasons. Yeah, I, I, I didn't and- think that. And so I'm just like so sad that it was actually Jacob, that Jacob was a part of the abuse and that he Did had he actually- pee on her or something? Yeah, they peed on her bed or something. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that it was like physical abuse that she, that Christine had had them doing to her as well. And so, yeah. And then this is another thing like that I thought was really annoying is that she after like she put on her, her a pink dress on her 
and told her to stand still and then got a dunce hat or like a coned hat and told her to stand still like a gnome. So not only not only was there like physical abuse, there was also just like abuse of her disability, abuse like to shame her or embarrass her. Yeah. That part's fucking wild because that's the neighbor saw her. So what? That's Christine's platform as a fucking Yeah. Neighbors saw her and I wonder what she thought the neighbors were gonna think. Like, oh, that's Christine's cute daughter in her Halloween costume trying it on and for hours at a time. I mean, I don't know like or look at that, like I don't I like or because honestly, you would obviously be like, the fuck Christine's doing with her daughter like you can't do that you know like you but for some reason none of the neighbors feel that way because they're they don't have that mindset or whatever they don't have those like sort of sensitivities but it's crazy that christine would do that because it publicizes her being a shitty mom you know all of this we understand i guess the idea of christine not wanting to deal with natalia and so trying to get rid of her is one thing but then parading the abuse that she inflicts on her is actually also shocking too, because it would feel like you would keep that underneath. But like, I wonder how she, I wonder if she just thought, I wonder if she thought it was funny. I wonder if she just thought it was like shameful for Natalia and Natalia would be shamed. I wonder, you know, if it was the same thing as putting the nose to the wall, which is the kind of weird abuse thing that she would do, like stand in this one place for a long time. You know, there seems to be a lot of like abuse that's happening for Natalia. That is like, this physical, like, you know, yeah, a physical kind of abuse in some way. Yeah. It's not just go to your room, you know, like, yeah. it's not just go to your room and think about what you did. It's always something more than that. But yeah. Um, yeah. She also mentioned, so she mentions to the man, uh, to Antoine Mans that at some time, at some point she had her walking around the neighborhood with no shoes on. Yes. And so like her, and I just was like, this is crazy. Cause her feet, <sighs> makes me mad so um then uh we have the back to larue carter and the sexual promiscuity with like can i kiss you and like will you be my boyfriend um talk about that again and i'm like why are we doing that again um why are we talking about this again a lot of redundant stuff again it's like tell us why you're saying this again and or stop talking about it um so natalia is confused when they tell her like, this is what was said. And she's like, I don't even remember that. I don't remember, like, and if I did do it, I, maybe I learned it because I was around a lot of inappropriate things and people. So maybe I d- did, but I don't remember doing it thinking like, oh, I really want a boyfriend. Um, and so then she tells us that Christine tried to set her up on a date. Um, this and yeah, like she was exposed to sexual things in the Westfield apartment, which we know that Christine had put makeup on her, cut her hair. Um, and then we cut to Terrence, the lawyer, Michael's lawyer. And he's like, Natalie creates drama out of a benign situation. Like this is a mother who is with her only daughter putting on makeup. Like, why is this now? Oh, she's sexualizing her and, you know, wanting to give her, put her on a date. And I'm like a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old. Why would you put just randomly put makeup on that child unless they're doing some kind of TR, t- kids in TR or whatever, or like they're in Dan class? Like, do people do that? I mean, if they do, I didn't know. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they might. I mean, they might just be like having fun together. But they, the truth of the matter is, I still am like, well, Terrence, 
why are you defending Christine in this moment? Yeah. Like Terrence has never been Christine's lawyer and the first, is obviously Michael's lawyer and Michael has gone against Christine. So it's always interesting. Like if, you know, and I, I think it's because Terrence feels like at this game stage in the game, he still has to poke holes in Natalia's character because it feels like they are gearing up for another legal battle at all times. Like it feels, oh. it feels like they keep hinting at this too. They'll start to say things like Natalia might, like the legal analyst lady, will start to be like, Natalia might know that they can go in a silver, like whether she can sue for civil shit, who the fuck knows. So this entire time, Michael has been coached, right, to not say certain things. And Terrence won't let Christine be 100% the villain. He wants Natalia to be also made to seem like she has fucking problems and creates chaos. So that is his agenda and his agenda and and why he can't have, of course be uh, why he of course can't be trusted is he won't say whatever Michael's problems are, which is obviously mental disease and or drugs. And I honestly don't understand. Like, let's just say you are Terrence and you're like, look, my fucking client is also fucking PSPTSD and he has, borderline personality disorder he does he's crazy he's so crazy that you know what he can't you could say this he can't be held liable he's fucking crazy look at him you've been seeing him he's haha and also he's an addict absolutely mm-hmm. addict has been addicted to meth he's been a functioning meth head for the past 20 years you listen to the music he has in that car you know that's meth music you know he can say whatever he wants to get michael off using what could be the truth allegedly you know but he won't even present Michael in a negative light at all. That's how like protective of this person that makes him ultimately so biased because even as a lawyer, he could pretend to have the best help, the best hold of the truth by still giving us some parts of how crazy Michael is, but he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's (sighs) yeah, it's upsetting. Um, So we, Natalia says that Christine says after she finishes cutting her hair and doing her makeup, oh, this is what an adult looks like. When you put makeup on a child, they look like a clown. And I was like, girl, again, have you not seen pictures of John Benet Ramsey? Have you not seen pictures of t- children in t- tiaras and whatever? They look great. <laughs> Little girls with tons of makeup. They look fantastic. They don't look like clowns. Mm. They look so cute. They're like little dolls. Yeah, unfortunately, they look great. You know, I hate to say it. it's not it's not it's not a PC answer, and I'm not saying you have to put them in makeup. But listen, they don't not look great. If you yeah. put a flipper on a kid and put a wig on them, they don't they look they look cute. They I mean, never want to. So I mean, cute. you can put a wig on a baby, and I'll laugh about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> that uh, baby, oh, that baby on Instagram, that mother that I, puts the wig on the baby. Oh, she's a little black baby with her cute little chubby cheeks and that wig. Oh. Wahama, mm-hmm. on my niece. Yes. Oh, yes. So cute. No, no baby needs that baby needs um, some funny videos in a wig. Okay. Sent to me. Okay. And I need them. I need them immediately. I'm telling you right now, we're only two weeks into this year and I can't do the rest of this year without it. <laughs> okay. So here we are. We have one more episode of this hellhole. Um, and we're sorry. We're sorry. We're so- I feel bad if you watch this because of us. I'm hoping you didn't. I'm hoping that you're just like, oh, these bitches, re- re- you know, re- recap this. I can't even say it because I, I watched it and you're here to like lament with us. But if for any reason we made you watch it, we made anyone watch this horrible shit show, like we're- I'm going to feel bad for the rest of my life again so i really need that video 
Um, all right, here we are. Listen, I'm going to give us the socials and then I'll tap out and give it to you. But basically, if you want to follow us and give us all the likes and all the engagements, you absolutely can. We are at DocuSweeties on Instagram, at DocuSweeties on TikTok, at DocuSweeties1 on X, but we never are on that. It's like, you know, taken over by Elon. It sucks. And also Facebook, I guess, still exists. And here we are on it, the DocuSweeties podcast Facebook group. However, this entire time we've been showcasing our assets, honey, and all our titties. And if you want to see it, um, Mohammed will tell you how. Huh? You can do so on patreon.com slash docusweeties for $10 a month. Um, we've got some exclusive content on docusweeties uh, on Patreon. And if you want to support your girls, please go over to patreon.com slash docusweeties. $10 a month. It's a fun time. So join us. Leave your fields of flour. Join us. Leave your cheese to sour. Okay. Then we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.